0: Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is Earth Day. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y, creative.co. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us, keep up to date with our daily photos, and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can blank one on Amazon Prime. So Earth Day comes but once a year and this year particularly I'm, I'm laughing a little bit because we have been waiting for nine months to get our solar system installed at the house and as I am recording this I am looking out my window and watching the guys install the solar system that will hopefully be completed before Earth Day and I'm very excited about this and when I first contacted the uh the gentleman selling the solar systems. And I said, we wanted to get one installed. He said, oh, well, that's cool. And we talked for a little while. He said, you know, so what brought you to solar? What, what brings you to solar? He says, are you you know, you're looking for the the sustainability, the, the you know health conscious, the earth consciousness? And I said, um, no, I think that uh, our, our civilization as we know it is going to collapse and our infrastructure is going to fail and we're not going to have power coming through the power lines. And I'd really like to have electricity during that time. And he goes, oh yeah, we've had a lot more of you guys recently. Uh so yeah he was whatever way you get there and I laughed so hard cuz I'm like well if I'm crazy at least I'm crazy in a way that everyone seems to enjoy but no really I actually do think uh that this solar system is going to be a great option for us it helps a lot of had a lot of redundancies we live out in the middle of nowhere and frankly if there were to be some sort of cyber attack on our grid system in the United States which you know seems far fetched but you know all of these things seem far fetched until they happen I think the country where I live is going to be, this countryside is going to be the last thing to get power returned to it. So I'm glad that we're getting our solar system installed. And that's a personal anecdote. But Earth Day itself always does kind of bring out a couple of different questions. And, you know, it it talks about sustainability and, and working on that. And I have been a big fan of the conversation about sustainability in ways that can be done economically. And here's what I mean by that. When people talk about profit and profit motive, And when people talk about sustainability, they're actually the same thing. And people don't think of them that way. But here's what I mean by that. If a company cannot generate profit, it cannot exist forever. It can't exist into the future. It eventually fails. And in the same way, if your sustainability initiatives, if the ways that you want to increase sustainability and improve, you know, earth consciousness aren't able to exist in a way that generates profit. They cannot exist either into the future. So, finding areas and places where there are economic solutions that make sense and are sustainable, that's the way forward. And thankfully, in the last three to five years, there have become an immense number of ways to do this. Some of them are actually a little bit old school. I was talking with a good friend of mine who runs a manufacturing business down in Milwaukee, and he builds equipment for industrial processes. So, He makes the machines that make the things. And one of the machines that he makes, I mean, he makes a variety of machines, but one of the machines is two stories tall. It's got more square footage than the house I'm sitting in, right? It's massive. And it's made in USA. And we were talking about good old-fashioned American craftsmanship. And we're talking about how historically, 40s, 50s, before then, obviously, there was a strong sense of manufacturing equipment and tools that would last for a very long time. And that's why, to this day, for example, the the mills that tan our leather, they have been the same mills that were put installed in the 1940s. They've just, they maintain them. They just keep them going because the machines were so well built and they were designed to be maintained. They weren't designed to break and then be replaced. They were designed to break and be fixed. That's a very different type of machine. So we're talking about American craftsmanship and how historically American craftsmanship has meant really good quality things out of really good quality materials. And they're designed to be fixed, not replaced. And then there was a shift that happened in the '50s when plastics and those types of thermoplastics became popular, mainstream and used in a variety of applications. Now suddenly you could make things faster, cheaper. Um, you know, and plastics are not necessarily bad enough of them themselves. They provide unique material properties that you can't really replace in some cases with anything else. But because of their expansion and into the world, and they, they really did become. The primary form of packaging, right? Because they were very easy and very cheap to make in large quantities. And they actually had a lot of great properties, right? They were waterproof in, most, in every case. They were waterproof and they had you know, a lot of long life on the shelf, which was valuable if you're trying to create things that are going to have a long shelf life. And we saw a rise of plastics in everything. But what ended up happening is plastics have a tendency to fail quicker than, for example, a metal alternative. Not always, and obviously certain applications are exceptions, but as a general rule, if you've got a plastic toy and a metal toy, the metal toy is going to last longer. And this kind of led to an interesting rise in this kind of consumer and trash mentality that was very prevalent in the 70s, 80s, 90s, into the early 2000s. And then there's been this really strong shift away from that, back into Quality craftsmanship out of materials that are going to last a very long time, and if that's not possible, then fi- figuring out ways to make them biodegradable and recyclable. And so for us, I'm very excited that the Meredy Creative Company is part of that new tradition where the the resurgence of that quality thing that you buy and you have it for life. Now the good news is that the leather that we use would have otherwise been bio waste. The meatpacking industry produces far more leather and far more hides than you know, the leather industry could possibly ever use. So most of them become biological waste, which means that the product that we are using is quite literally waste converted into something that will last for generations. The leather we use is beautiful, it's stable, and since it's tanned in the United States, it has to follow all of the EPA regulations around proper disposal and proper care so that it doesn't damage the environment. Beyond that, the leather itself is able to be refilled with refillable inserts, and the inserts that we use are paper, Cardboard, things like that, things that would biodegrade or be destroyed, you know, of their own accord over time. So we're not necessarily allowing for the, you know, it's not like we've got a plastic binder that's filled with plastic things that are gonna, you know, need to be replaced with other plastic things. All of this to say that I think that the new tradition of sustainability that is coming around with my generation and the generations to come has created a shift in mentality, and it's a lot of little things that start to add up. For example, we transitioned all of our packaging into, and we've continued to transition away from anything plastic. For example, the plastics that we now use, the little baggies that we use for some of our accessories, those are biodegradable and will completely degrade within six years. I think that's really cool because when you look at them, you can't tell that. When you hold them, you can't tell that. But the plastic itself is designed and tested so that it is a specific type of plastic that will 100% degrade into nothing in six years. Which is cool, right? And that world of plastics that are biodegradable is growing rapidly, and it's becoming to the point where it's cheaper for us to buy that plastic than it is for us to buy traditional plastics. For example, we've also switched all of our packaging to cardboard, paper, and now we just recently switched, this was the last piece, it was the tape. The tape that goes on our boxes is now paper tape with a water-based adhesive. Now, I wasn't willing to sacrifice the quality of our packaging, so I wanted to make sure that it was the best stuff. But it is. It is the best stuff for the process. And so now we've got a tape, cardboard, and a paper insert. All of those things are biodegradable on their own. The only thing in there that's not biodegradable is the Tyvek envelope itself. Now, Tyvek is actually a special type of uh, woven HDEP. Now, what that means is that it is actually made out of recycled material. It is recyclable itself, and the people that manufacture it, which is DuPont, have this whole thing on their website about how they work on offsetting the carbon footprint and ensure that the Tyvek that they produce is recycled. And it's really cool. So for those of you who like our product and like our, you know, our packaging, you know, you, everything in there is for sure recyclable and most of it's biodegradable, which is exciting. All of these little things are changes we've made intentionally and internally in the workshop to improve our carbon footprint and improve our st- sustainability. And it's not necessarily, we're not doing it just for the sake of doing it, right? I think that there is a lot of um, failure in the green movement to understand that it's not, you you can't sacrifice quality for the sake of sustainability, because that doesn't really help either. Now, that's just saying I want to make a terrible product. It's like the, the, the easiest way for everyone to cut down on their... Uh, you know, to cut down on their uses, to go live in caves and, you know, eat twigs and berries and wear nothing but grass skirts. Like, that's the most sustainable way to live, but it's also not the best way to live. So when we work on saying, where are the, where are the, the merging, where is the, the meeting point between good quality packaging, good quality products, and that biodegrade sustainability, right? All of these elements, I think, are very, very exciting long-term. And we've seen, like I said, in the last three to five years, a growing number of options. At the Merida Creative Company, we've got part of our process every year around Earth Day, we go through and we do a full audit of all of our processes and all of our uh packaging products and we find anywhere that we can say, has there been improvements in the last year that have allowed us to improve on us internally, right? It was actually the most recent version of it that allowed us to find that biodegradable plastic. That was that process that we, you know, we, we said, okay, let's go research if there's any new options. And it was, there was a new option. And every year it seems like there's new options that pop up. Every year it seems like there's a new type of um hemp bag or something along those lines and those processes those options are continuing to grow every every year with the rise of the marijuana industry and the legalization in many states that has also brought along with it a variety of additional products that are hemp based that themselves are biodegradable the improvements in in, in uh, for example corn plastics and the other types of plastics that are made out of corn materials that are then biodegradable themselves Those types of things, those additional kind of agro petrol type products, where, for example, a lot of the corn based plastics, which, for example, 3D printed PLA is corn based plastic. It comes from corn. And of itself, it is biodegradable. There's kind of its own little problems with that. But the fact of the matter is we are now getting into a world and I think over the next 10 years, we're going to see a massive explosion of this particular technology where we're going to start to see that we are going to develop plastics for packaging plastics for parts of materials. We're going to develop, uh, you know, versions of paper products that are even better. We're going to develop these products, and they're all going to be coming from sustainable sources, right? Sustainably sourced forests, sustainably sourced corn-based plastics, and they're going to be going not only into the recycling system, which is improving, but they're also going to be built around the biodegradable concept, which I think is a great way to do it, because a plastic that will last six years is long enough for most packaging. That's long enough for most of the things that you're going to see on the grocery store shelf. It's going to be long enough that you're going to see for most of the stuff that you're going to have when you're shipping things. So those kinds of plastics where they're able to be made, they last long enough to work, which is a key part of this. They last long enough to do their job well, and then they biodegrade over time and don't leave microplastics in the environment. Those are great innovations, and they're getting cheaper every year, and they are passing current versions of these plastics as far as being cheaper that is the perfect version of sustainability because suddenly now it makes, it makes no sense to not use them. It is the best business decision to be sustainable. And I think that evolution of the process has been an amazing change. And I think that my generation and the generations that are, you know, I'm not necessarily eliminating, you know, older generations from this. They've done a very good job in their own right. But I think this has become a priority in my generation, and will continue to become a further priority. And the technology has advanced in many ways to allow it to become a priority. I'm not shortchanging that. But I think we're seeing a, a shift in a mindset where the millennial generation and beyond are saying, we want to buy products that are going to last a very long time, and we won't throw them out. We won't get rid of them. We'll repair them. We'll take care of them. And that's going to be a new change in our generation. I think Gen Z is in the same place. And I'm excited. I think this kind of evolution is going to be good for us, and it's amazing to think that this has all happened functionally within three generations, and I'll give you, I'll end on a quick story, and this uh, was something that Dr. Jordan Peterson, you know, had originally talked about, and I think when he said it, I was like, that makes perfect sense. There was a study commissioned by the, I believe, the British Royal Naval Academy, I could keep getting that wrong, it was a science group in Britain in the late 1800s, and they commissioned a study of the oceans to say, is it possible for us to overfish the oceans? And The study came back at the time and said, it's impossible. We don't have the technology to do it. Fish reproduce faster than we could possibly fish them out. And at the time, they were right. Within 30 years, the technology to overfish the oceans was in its infancy, and it was beginning to work. Within 40 years after that, it was very prevalent and a problem. And within 40 years after that, in the late 90s, suddenly we realized, maybe we should stop doing that. So if you think about that, in basically the course of 100 years, three generations, We went from saying, it's impossible for us to do this thing, to being able to do it, and then saying, maybe we shouldn't do it. And within 120 years after that point, we've now gotten to a situation where a lot of, of, I would say the majority of people are saying, I'm willing to make decisions that are going to be sustainably conscious, as long as they aren't, you know, wildly crazy, right? As long as they're not, you know, too far out of the, of the, the, the possible, out of the realm of the possible. And I think that that is... An amazing thing, because that's a blink of an eye in the course of history, in the course of human history. 120 years is a blink of an eye. So to say that we've gone from not being able to destroy the planet to being able to destroy the planet and then saying, well, maybe we shouldn't destroy the planet in the course of, you know, three generations, four generations is impressive. I think it is. And I think we should keep in mind that that will continue to improve into the future and we are making progress. And I think it's exciting. And I think technology is going to be a big part of that because technology is what has allowed us to say, we're going to make plastics from corn that are cheaper than plastics that come out of the oil of the ground. That's amazing. And we're going to continue to do that. And I I, I think as a business owner, I won't sacrifice the quality of my product. We will produce the best quality product. And I'm not going to sacrifice the capability of our packaging to protect that product. But guess what? I don't have to. I don't have to sacrifice any of that to be able to say that we have got good sustainable solutions. And I'm excited about that. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in next Tuesday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to get notified right away. If you have any latest, or if you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder journal folio or anything else we sell, please feel free to contact us. At the main page at birdiecreative.co. Or you can contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but we do appreciate your patience. If you have a quick question or you want to place an order over the phone, please feel free to call us at 414 434 9001 We're available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. You can also text us at that number as well, 414-434-9001. If, for whatever reason, you don't get a hold of us either during business hours or after business hours, please feel free to leave us a voicemail. If you do leave us a voicemail about an order, please include the order number. It starts with S and then goes with a bunch of numbers. That will allow us to quickly triangulate who we're talking to and what the concern is. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow a new community, both a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on, as well as a review on the product itself. You go to murdercreative.co slash reviews, you can read a lot of amazing five-star reviews. There's a button there that says leave us a good review. You click on that, it'll take you to Facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. There's a question there. Do you recommend the Murdy Creative Company? You click yes, you write your review. We love them, we read them, I read them out loud to the staff most of the time. Everyone loves them. If for whatever reason you'd leave us a bad review, there's another button there that says get directly in contact with us. It is deeply important to be personally that everyone has a good experience with the company. To that end, we will do anything we can, including refunding, replacing, recapping. We will try to make it right give us an opportunity to do so before you leave us that bad review. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising, always has been, always will be. So please tell your friends and family about the company. If you want to get a little something for doing that, log in at the top of our website by clicking on that little person icon. Once you've logged in, you go to the bottom left-hand corner of the website and there's the little rewards tab. When you open up that tab, you can see all of the reward points you've earned from placing orders. Those reward points are equal to 10% back on every purchase you make as in-store credit and it can be spent on anything in our store. There's also a shareable link in the bottom of that window, that shareable link when you click on it and you share that with your friends and family. That gives them $10 off their first purchase and it gives you $10 of in-store credit when they make that purchase. So it's a great way to share the company, helps us, helps you, helps them. If you have any podcast topics you wanna hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to talk about just about anything and I wanna give you guys what you're looking for. So please feel free to reach out. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, anything we sell, for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts. They are built directly into the cart. So all you need to do is add any item you would like to your cart. Mix and match to your heart's desire. Build that perfect custom package for your needs and the correct bulk discount will automatically apply at checkout. If for whatever reason you're concerned or confused or you just want to know more about those discounts, feel free to send us an email at sales at MurdyCreative.co. That's sales at If you're looking for custom engraved items, we have no minimum order quantities and no setup fees. You can get just one if you would like. It's a simple flat fee, normally $15. And you can do that yourself with the personalizers built into the website if you would like. So you can go to any product page, you click customize this item, the customizer will pop up, you can upload your logos, you can add text, you can design it, lay it out however you like, click add to cart and you can purchase that customized engraved item right then and there and we'll be able to make it per your specs. If for whatever reason you don't see that customize button, feel free to send us an email s-a-l-e-s at meridicreative.co. We're happy to create a mock-up for you as well as a custom order link for that item and we'd be happy to help you in any way we can. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.